This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 281, Lessons from San Diego Comic-Con. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about science fiction, fantasy, faith, and spirituality, Christianity, and in this case, some things that are fun and some things that are not so fun. Uh, That's I'm, a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, here to talk about some stuff. I've been joined by Evan, Evan David. Hello, it's me. And <laughs> Steve, Steve McDonald. Hi, everybody. And we are here to talk about, uh, technically not everything we're going to talk about is actually from San Diego Comic-Con, but it's things from the weekend of San Diego Comic-Con. Lessons to be learned from San Diego Comic-Con and the weekend of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So there's a couple of things that came out of uh, just as we were just kind of watching the news from here in Indiana and from wherever Steve is. And uh, <laughs> wherever Steve is. Perhaps you've heard of it, the sixth state in the union. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. That's it. Uh, I hear like great. 17 presidents have come from Massachusetts. I don't know if you've heard of. I've heard of presidents. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, just there's a lot of things that happened over the weekend, and some of the things were thought-provoking, some of the things were just fun, and so we're here to talk about both. Uh, This is not going to be a comprehensive coverage of San Diego Diego Comic-Con, because that would be next to impossible, but it is going to be, well, there's some fun stuff to talk about, and some less than fun stuff to talk about. So, guys, I think we're going to start with... The controversial announcements made about two different streaming services and a trailer that went along with original product that is going to be on those two different streaming services. One streaming service is Disney. The other streaming service is DC Universe. Mm. Now, Mm -hmm. timeline wise, the one that had a trailer pop out first was DC universe. Now the DC universe streaming service, have you guys heard what this st- streaming service is going to involve and what they're yes. going to have on it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, why don't you tell yes. us a little bit about what, what's going to be on this streaming service? So they're going to have uh, 
all the classic DC TV shows, live action and cartoons, uh, like Wonder Woman. Uh, going Teen all Titans. the way back to the the Superman cartoons, like the Fleischer cartoons as well. As yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all that stuff, and then they're going to have uh, original programming, such as Harley Quinn, the animated series, the new season of Young Justice, which is why I will be subscribing to the DC Universe And don't service. forget why I'm going to be subscribing. The Swamp Thing series. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had high hopes for this. They were kind of dashed when I saw what was coming out with Ugh, something else yes. but so they're gonna have like all their classic stuff classic movies yep, yep. uh superman movies they're even Batman gonna have movies. Uh, um they're even gonna have comic books which is cool yeah yeah yep so you know you're looking at the content of material that's been produced in for other things that are going to be bundled into the streaming service and there's there's quite a bit of, of very good stuff that's going to be available and then there's the new stuff, which you mentioned. Um, you, you mentioned Harley Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned Swamp Thing. Uh, we Young mentioned Justice. the trailer that we're going to talk about in a moment. Young Justice third season, but also there will be a series called Starfire, or not Starfire, Star Girl, um, which yeah. is which is about yeah. the the girl who gets the um, oh, what's Starman's thing called the Star Rod, his Star Rod, yeah, yeah. So fifteen year old girl. Uh, she becomes a superhero, but it's a legacy character. So there's, you know, and that's, there's some interesting possibilities behind that. And then, um, oh, there's another one too. Oh, I've, I've lost it for now. I don't remember that one. The second or whatever you're talking about. I thought that was it. Oh, Doom Patrol. Oh, okay. Doom Patrol. I haven't heard much about yeah, that. Yeah. And there hasn't been much to say about any of these things other than a brief synopsis of most of them. Um, Young Justice season three. I think there's a trailer for that, right? Yes. Yeah, I was yes. told I'm not allowed to watch it because you are not. I haven't watched season two yet, and if I watch the trailer, it'll spoil season two for me. Unfortunately, season two of Young Justice is no longer on Hulu. It is not on Netflix. I'm assuming it's maybe on Prime, but we dropped Prime for financial reasons. So, fortunately. I, your good friend Evan owns season two. You own it? I do. <laughs> on DVD or? No, of course not, Ben, on digital. So you'll have to come over and watch it at my house. That's a whole season of stuff. <laughs> They're 20 minute episodes. That's 12 uh, days of you coming over every night. That's, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't enjoy coming over, uh, you know, because actually, I think next episode we're going to talk about um, something I came over to watch just, just recently. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I don't know about the whole 12 days. Uh, it doesn't have to be 12 days in a row. So anyway, yes, I, I do want to see it. Uh, Young Justice season one was incredible. Season two was um, not as exciting to me. And that's why I didn't finish watching it uh, in a what timely Ben's manner. Means is he didn't it didn't start exciting to him, but he did Just, not finish it. My the exact way I would describe it is it didn't it didn't hold me. It didn't catch me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just did, I just wasn't as like, I binged the first season and and the second season I was, I was not as, as into it. So, yeah. So that's the streaming service, but then they had a trailer that came out for the series Titans. Now you'll notice they did not use the word teen Titans, but that is absolutely the team that they're talking about. 
team titans. Yeah, because this is a, a team of Robin, Beast Boy, Star Girl, Starfire. No, Starfire. Okay, so I got it wrong when I was talking about Star Girl, <laughs> and now that we're actually talking about Starfire, I also get it wrong. But um, it's definitely the Teen Titans characters that you would find in you know uh, shows like Teen Titans go you know yeah. meant for like little littles not little littles but um tiny people yeah kids you know kids or uh, people that like kids stuff yeah yeah so we'll talk about the trailer in a moment the other one is the disney streaming service which uh we don't know much about that yet other than there's going to be uh they were talking about being original uh star wars live action series that is being spearheaded by John Favreau. They've also talked about a um, live action Marvel series, possibly that would be original to the streaming service, but they haven't really given a lot of details about the streaming service. Although I'm excited about it just because of all the possible things that could be in it, like the TV right. movies, you know, that they created for um, the wonderful world of Disney and, yep. you know, the different TV shows that have come and gone and, and, and just different things yeah. like that. There's there's some real interesting possibilities for what could be in that streaming service. I mean, just a vast, vast catalog of Disney stuff. I yeah. am holding out, man. I want to see the ABC one Saturday morning programming because there is a couple shows on there that are some of my absolute favorite cartoon shows and Disney has never released them in any sort of digital format. So, what are those shows? Uh, Recess, which is fantastic if you've never watched it. Heard in film, in Fillmore, which I talked about uh, on the show before, and it's a '70s buddy cop procedural, but as uh, middle school safety patrol officers. <laughs> I think I've heard of that too. Yeah. It's so great. And I, they've only released it in Germany in digital format for wow. some reason. Yes. German. And you can sign, <laughs> so. you can sign Evan's petitions on change.org. Yes. For yes. <laughs> I have signed petitions about these shows. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping we will see them on the streaming service. So there's a lot of potential for the streaming service, but they made a surprise announcement. I don't think anyone was expecting this announcement to be made uh, of uh, from San Diego Comic-Con where they released a trailer for another new season of the Clone Wars animated TV series. Right. And so you have these two very – different reactions to these trailers. So the Clone Wars trailer basically is saying, remember that show that you really, really liked? It's coming back and it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be the same thing that you were enjoying before and you're going to like it again. And we can talk about motives behind the trailer, but that's the basic gist behind it is, yep. Clones, Anakin, <laughs> Obi-Wan, you loved it. And it's coming back. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Sure is. Yeah. So, and we can talk about motivations, but honestly, there's nothing wrong with what they presented with that trailer because no. that's what, it, that's, it is what it is. It's a return of the series that people were very disappointed about when it was canceled. It was replaced by a very good thing with Rebels, but people mm -hmm. were still disappointed because they really liked the Clone Wars TV series. Yeah. Okay. 
Titans, on the other hand, <laughs> this trailer, it is uh, now. I, uh, well, yeah. So you, uh, yeah. Here, here's what it is. OK, I'm going to describe what this trailer is if you haven't seen the trailer yet. OK, imagine superhero fan films that are high quality fan films, the kind of thing that you would see playing on a monitor at a comic book convention or uh, getting a lot of press on social media because it got released and everyone's like, this is a fan film and it is so cool. It's Batman. And he looks like Batman and he's fighting a predator that looks just like a predator, you know, <laughs> yeah, which is awesome, you know, and, and they're, it's, it's really well made, but it's a fan film. It, clearly there's no Hollywood dollars behind it. And there's a lot of CGI, um, gun flashes and blood splashes. Okay. Yeah. That's what this looks like. Okay. Then you also say, okay, the people who made this fan film really, really like the Marvel Netflix series. Like they <laughs> like it a lot. Now, they loved Punisher and how he was just a murdering murderer who murders. But they also really like Robin. And so they're going to make Robin be just like Netflix Punisher. Because when you think of Robin, you think of a murdering murderer who murders. Yeah. I mean, when you think of Robin, when you think of the Robin who goes with the Teen Titans and, you know, with this particular grouping of Teen Titans, you think of Dick Grayson, you know, and that when you think of Dick Grayson as Robin, you think of complete, absolute someone who does not value life. Yeah. And who Bloodthirsty. is, yeah, who is just going to do, you know, just kill people in the yeah. worst way possible. Just cause One them pain. One of the most violent characters in the entire. DC yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. Dick Grayson is yeah, and not just kill them, kill them dead. Oh, yeah. But but make them hurt first, you know, like mm-hmm. like before you give them their final fate, you want to make sure that they, they feel it. Right. And that's Robin mm-hmm. all. I mean, that's all, all the way yeah. around Robin. So. Anyway, that's that's what the the trailer looks like to me, and I was disgusted by it when it started. It was you know showed a rated M kind of thing, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder. And then it gets going, and I'm just I, I'm not impressed by it. Oh. I I mean there there is the just that the CGI blood. There's CGI this that you know it just feels unfinished, and that might be true. It could be worse. Could be real blood. Yeah, I, I, I guess it could be. a. I think that's probably the only thing that can make this worse, Steve, is that it would be a snuff film instead of what it is. OK, but it just it just don't get me wrong. I like the Netflix Marvel stuff and they're violent. I haven't watched Punisher yet, so I don't know how violent that gets. But um, they also have a heart that goes behind it and goes into it. And there might be something like that here, but this just does not feel true. No. Yeah. That's, that's another thing about the, the Netflix stuff is, I mean, yeah, some of them are violent, but it's, that's those type of characters and it's true to what they do in the world they live in. And they've apps looks like they've absolutely just like, who cares about what these characters were or are. Uh, we're just going to take what, we've seen as a successful formula, quote unquote, right. and we're going to apply it to these characters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're going to release a trailer that makes sure everyone knows this isn't your father's Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Burt Ward. No, 
It is <laughs> not. Lord's rolling in his grave. Is he dead? No. I didn't say he was dead. I think oh, he, maybe he just has he just, a grave. He just dug up a grave and started rolling in it. <laughs> he's he's like, this grave is mine now. I'm rolling in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this trailer is so bad, I have to dig a grave so yes. I can jump in and roll in it. My uh, point exactly. Yeah. So uh, now if it had been another series where that's the tone of this of those characters, that would have been one thing. If it had like, been yeah. if it had been instead of uh, you know, Titans, if they had made it, you know, teens in tights, you know, and it's <laughs> and it's well, even if they would have done outsiders, you know. Well, but what what I'm saying is, you know, do a do a character that's like Robin and you can do that kind of commentary on the character, you know, this like Jason Todd. Well, that's the Robin. other thing. There are other Robins <laughs> who have done stuff like this. So I was just struck by the, the dichotomy of what came out on that Thursday. I think it was. So basically first day of San Diego comic-con and mm. just how you have these two streaming services that are really going to be almost head to head competition for people's money. Uh, and, how they chose to release and chose what they were going to show and how, you know, that's, that's the big announcement. This is, I'm seeing now ads on Facebook, like tons of them for DC universe, the streaming service Titans was the launch point. That was the yeah. big thing where there's, and people just were not happy with it. They did not like it. And when I say people, I mean, fans, I did see some positive stuff behind it where they're like, yeah, like it's new take, you know, that kind of thing. But right. Ugh. Yeah. Um, no, I won't be watching it. I, I, I don't know if I do end up subscribing because of swamp thing. Um, maybe I will watch an episode or two just to see what's going on. And maybe it's going to be good. It's, it's possible. It, it's possible, but I have very, very low expectations at this point and I have no interest in seeing it. And I, I can't imagine any real fan of that series saying, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to subscribe to the service because of this, because of Titans. Yeah. Um, now people who aren't like a huge fan of the teen Titans might, because it's not breaking down anything for them. You know, right. it, it's just, Oh, here's a take on Robin. You right. know, it's not a beloved thing. thing to watch. Yeah. It's, but it's not a beloved thing for them. And right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, now there is also, you can look at the darker motivations behind Clone Wars as well, <laughs> because I'm convinced that Clone Wars is something it's been in the works for a while because there's some, you know, completed footage that were in the, that was in this trailer. But, uh, after, I don't know, I, I can you call nearly half a billion dollars, uh, box office, bomb uh, i i don't think you can you know it's solo ridiculous. and last jedi made lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money but they also had a very large vocal group of dissatisfied fans and that created bad press and it created uh you know a bad uh just a bad energy there and so I'm convinced that Clone Wars, this Clone Wars series is only coming to be because Disney's trying to figure out, okay, how can we get those people who are being so loud about hating what we're doing so bad? Oh, they also 
are very loud about wanting Clone Wars. And so we're going to give them something <laughs> that they can't help but say, oh, we want to watch this. You know, they're not going to boycott Clone Wars like they're yeah. trying to boycott <laughs> Solo. You know, they're just not going right. to do that. You know, yeah. so they're going to maybe stop talking about boycott Star Wars because we're giving them what they want. And, and <laughs> I, I think that the almighty dollar is absolutely behind. Well, it's behind everything that's, yeah. you know, put out, but I just, I, I think it's kind of funny um, that they are, this kind of course correction is, Hey, we're going to give you exactly what you're asking for. This is the one thing that practically speaking, we can actually do that. People are actually asking for and we can do it rather quickly and so that's right. uh, and so maybe they'll forgive when we take some chances later on because that's the thing is disney took chances with solo with last jedi and there was backlash vocal vocal backlash and you also have the same kind of thing happening with with titans i think is they're taking a chance it's a money-driven chance based on a model that they've seen that's worked on netflix but they're taking a chance here and there's absolutely backlash against the chance that they're taking because it looks do really stupid. I don't, I don't <laughs> I have to be careful. I know people do. They, they saw it. There are people who liked it. Um, I'm just absolutely not one of them. Yep. So, and one thing that is cool about the Clone Wars thing is that, you know, because the fans spoke out, they, caused some change to happen and something good came out of it so it is neat that some of the companies are listening to the fans now i'm not saying that the fans are going about their vocalizations in the correct way um well that's just it is i i don't like the idea of creation by committee i've been a part of that and it's not fun uh but i also don't like the idea of creation by um, outrage, you know, <laughs> and, and just That's do worse, it, yeah. you know, it just, I would much rather, of course I'm saying this and I'm not in charge of a billion dollar industry here, but no. you know, take, take the chances, take the chance that people aren't going to be happy with it. The unfortunate reality is that when you take a chance, there are always going to be people who think that, Oh, that was that's dumb. You know, you should have never done that. Right. Right. Then you have, you know, so do you not take the chances anymore and you just give them what they want? Because I don't necessarily want to be given what I want because I want people to be creative and go beyond what I want and do different things that I'm not expecting. And, and so with clone wars, I'm really curious where they're going to go with the story. Are they going to, do you know what's expected of them or are they going to find ways to be creative and surprise people? But you know, with any kind of surprise, there's the possibility that you're not going to like it. You know, you open yeah. that gift that grandma gave you for Christmas and it could be that Lego set that you've really, <laughs> really been wanting, or it could be socks and mm. you know, you need socks but you don't want socks. And so, yeah. So the question will be, will they surprise us or will they just be as safe as possible? And that's the, what's what, what worries me is just safe content creation. 
that comes out of, you know, backlash. So that's, that's my rant for what Disney's doing here. That said, I think they have the creative team behind it. Who was behind it uh, originally? I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I, that's the impression I'm getting. I think so, and it's only 12 episodes at this point, and hopefully it'll be 12 episodes that you know wrap things up with a nice bow, so we can move on to other things. Because when this announcement came out, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is interesting." Well, I thought they had wrapped stuff up in a pretty nice bow. I mean, I I didn't see it, so I'm not sure. But what I heard was that it was wrapped up pretty well to begin with. Yeah, they did. They did wrap some things up nicely, but I think like I, I personally would like to see them go into the events during episode three and a little bit beyond, you know, we can find out what happens to Rex and some things like that. Uh, yeah. Well, see what Ahsoka's doing during the, the Jedi purge. Yeah, because we got glimpses of things in Rebels, and I haven't even gone through all of Rebels. And but I've seen now a couple episodes where it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. This is this is those people, you know, and oh, that's what happened to them. And it's kind of fun, but you're not actually seeing what happened to them to to bring them there. Right. Uh I don't know. I I like the idea of what they're doing. I think it's a safe way for them to give people something that they want. And really now people are people. And, you know, I have, I have teenagers now in the house and I think teenagers are some of the only people in the world who you can give them exactly what they're asking for, exactly what they're asking for. And they will still find a way to complain about it. You know, (laughs) it's just, and, and so maybe people will just be like, wait, okay, yeah, we wanted Clone Wars, but this is terrible. And this is not what we wanted because they're doing something about Yoda. And yeah. Let's hope not because the last story arc in the last Clone Wars was about Yoda and I hated it. (laughs) Wow. Well, see there. I mean, (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And then if you don't like it and don't buy it, they're not going to give you any more. That's right. So, all right. Any more about Disney streaming, DC Universe streaming, Clone Wars, Titans? I will add just this as a little add-on to our previous conversation, but you know the reason we're getting a Young Justice season three is because of fan outcry, and it's awesome that they have delivered. And, uh, you know, I wish Outcry would have been stronger uh, for Green Lantern, the animated series. And maybe we could have gotten a season two for that. Cause, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I love that show. And it left on a cliffhanger. So, yeah. And so season three anyway, of Young Justice sounds like a way to make Clone Wars season six a success. Season seven, I think. Season seven. Because yeah. what you've got with that, from what I understand about what they're doing is it's still pushing the story forward. And one of the reasons why I kind of fell away from season two was it wasn't just more of the same. And that's actually a good thing that it's not more of the same. And hopefully with clone wars, they're, they're going to be able to say, yeah, we're going to make some creative choices. We're going to not give you just more of the same, but yeah, so you're getting what you wanted. We're pushing the story forward of Ahsoka and Rex and, and whoever, but at the same time, it's it's new 
and it's fresh and again, you know, surprising. So we'll see, but that's, that's what you hope for when you get more of what you want. Unfortunately, sometimes <laughs> you get that season, you know, that, that last season and it's heroes reborn and it's just yeah. not what you're, it's just not good. And I really liked heroes reborn. Well, that's, that's good on you because <laughs> wow. that, that's good that someone was able to get some enjoyment out of that. But there was just so much spoiled, wasted potential is what I feel in that. It wasn't horrible. It just wasn't great. And it absolutely was not living up to the potential that it could have had, should have had maybe. Or X-Files season 11. Let's, let's go there maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or season 12. Whatever the last season was, there was some badness in that. Some really bad creative. Oh, man. Yeah. So be careful what you ask for. When your heroes return, when they're reborn, you may not like what they've become. Lesson one from Comic-Con. That's lesson one. (laughs) If they file 11 or 12 X's or something. Sorry. (sighs) All right. Lesson two. Lesson two. We are going to talk about James Gunn. Don't post anything on Twitter ever. That's part of the lesson, I think. I mean, there's a couple people I've seen uh, some headlines where people have just gone ahead and proactively just started deleting most of their tweets yeah. from, from Twitter. <laughs> so here's the story. There's two possible beginnings for this story. I don't know which one is the actual one. Um, one just adds a layer. Uh, so what I do know is there it was a liberal on Twitter who said, hey, this conservative guy on Twitter, if you really want to you know, know what's going on and have good dialogue with the other side, you should follow this guy because you'll know what's going on on the other side. And he faced huge backlash because he said that uh, from other people who were liberal on Twitter. James hmm. Gunn came to this guy's defense and said – I don't know exactly what he said, but he came to the defense of this liberal who was saying that. And the guy who said, hey, follow this conservative – uh, he ended up deleting the tweet. He ended up issuing a huge apology that he should have never said that. And, you know, it was just this whole thing there. Okay. In the process, James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume, Volume 2, but also director of a movie called Super and a movie called Slither, which were two big budget Hollywood um, one's a horror movie, but it's super gross. And one is a superhero movie, low budget, um, superhero and very, very edgy, um, grotesque. And yeah. And then he also directed uh, a handful of movies for, um, trauma films, which is the, uh, um, uh, oh, toxic, toxic, toxic Avenger. Avenger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and they, they're known for very, very low budget stuff that pushes the envelope way further than the envelope was ever meant to be pushed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the envelope is basically not just pushed. It's, it's kind of torn and dropped into the gutter and then yeah, stepped on. They put a stamp on that envelope and mailed it a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that's what they're doing. You know, that, that they've gotten a name for themselves by doing that and, and kind of are the top of the pack when it comes to low budget, uh, you know, like rental movies, that kind of thing. And, and, and cult movies. Gross he, out. Yeah. Yeah. Gross out nudity, all that kind of thing. And so yeah. that's where he got his start. 
is, is with them and, and directing stuff for them. Okay. So he comes to the defense of this, um, left guy, uh, the, the liberal guy. And this is where I'm a little muddied as to who brought it up first. Um, I've seen reports that it was actually some far left liberal types who, when he said, Hey, you should listen to this guy when he's talking about listening to conservatives, you know? And, um, so then you have these far left, uh, people who then dug into his old tweets from eight, nine or 10 years ago around in there where there's just really bad jokes, really, really awful things that he said. Yeah, and they dig it up color. Yeah. Well, and we'll, we'll get to that in a moment, but they, they dig it up and they retweet it. That's one way that it's possible that it got dug up. And it was seen then by these conservative people who hated the way that James Gunn has talked about conservative people and Trump. And so they then latched onto these tweets that were found by someone else, or they're actually the ones who actually dug it up. I don't know who dug it up. Um, I've seen reports that go one way or another, and I haven't had a chance to really go into the, uh, the primary sources uh, to see which one brought it up. It doesn't matter. What matters is it was brought up and they were brought up, retweeted. There's actually one point, apparently uh, Friday night, I think it was where James Gunn was deleting tweets as fast as he could. And people were digging them up and taking screenshots of them as fast as they could. It's kind of this, right. you almost could picture, you know, this, this happening with, uh, with, just the, you know, the, was it the turkey race or whatever? Where they're, you know, both, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to record and, and release as much as they can. And he's trying to get rid of as much as he can. He got rid of his yeah. blog uh, completely, but not before screenshots and copy and paste was, was taken of, of right. articles from his blog. And it's bad stuff. And, and so when I say it's bad stuff, I, I really do not recommend anyone go and look into it because it's the kind of thing it's a joke. Okay. A lot of them are jokes that you would expect to be maybe made by, I don't know, like Deadpool or something like that. <laughs> but then you take that and, and it's not just the joke is this really blue, uh, sexual thing, but it's also has to do with children. Right. And that's where it gets really bad and really gross. Yeah. And, and there's just some really awful stuff. Okay. So the thing is he hasn't done that in a while. And so it comes up and, and he says, well, this is not who I am anymore. And then not too long after he says, this isn't who I am anymore. I've changed. And I've grown. Um, Disney says, you're actually, you're, you, we are not going to have uh, business dealings with you ever again. And they get rid of him. And he's not fired from guardians of the galaxy three simply because I don't think he was actually officially hired for it. Maybe, Maybe he started working on the script, maybe not, but um, Disney has severed ties with him completely because yeah. this stuff came out and it was a big deal. And so if, if you're hearing this and you haven't heard about this, this is the first time you've heard about this. Um, it's because you may not have very many geeky people in your social media circle uh, <laughs> or you're not a part of social media because it was a, it was a big deal. And so yeah. there's a lot of thoughts that just come to mind as, as I think through this. Now, one of the most interesting responses came from his brother. Uh, I think his name's Sean Gunn. And his brother basically says, 
yeah, yeah. My brother was a jerk. He totally was. And, but he's not anymore. And, and he's actually a better person now. And he's been working on these movies and I'm a better person now because of being a part of these movies. He's a better person now because of being part of these movies. And the movies are all about becoming a better person. <laughs> and that's a thought I'd had because I think that's probably what attracts me the most to the Guardians of the Galaxy movies is the idea of friendship and the idea of, you know, not going alone and the idea of overcoming what the world thinks you are and, and becoming better than that. And, you know, not strictly a Christian principle, but absolutely something that falls into um, the wheelhouse of Christianity, which is, right. uh, you know, where we can't pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps to become better um, or at least to become, I mean, we can't overcome our sin nature on our own. There are certain parts of it that we probably can kind of almost overcome sort of on our own. Um, no. <laughs> but that's what appeals to me about those movies. Um, but also you watch the movies and there's a lot of blue humor in it, you know? Yeah. And so there's lots of thoughts that can come out of this. I'm, I'm going to, I've been talking for a while, just explaining this. I want to kind of let you guys talk about some of the thoughts you have as, um, as you think about this. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so go, go ahead, Evan, Steve, what do you, what do you guys think about this whole mess? Go ahead, Steve. Well, personally, it's, you need to draw the line between people who are Christians and, you know, at least who call themselves Christians or their life has shown that they have, you know, some influence of Christianity and they're, at least they call themselves Christian. And then the people who, and I, I haven't looked into James Gunn's past history or anything like that, but nothing has jumped out at me that said, you know, here's someone that calls himself a Christian or something like that. So you really need to say to yourself, one person, one type of person, at least if you, you know, if you trust them, I mean, you know, first, uh, first Corinthians 13, you hope all things, you believe all things. So when someone calls himself a Christian and you have no other proof, then you take that, you take their word for it and they can still make mistakes. But the thing is, they're being redeemed. They're being justified. You know, it's an ongoing process of, of sanctification that they're, that they're working through. You know, ju they're justified. Now the sanctification process is long and involved. And that's why when someone, you know, like uh, someone recently said, you know, hey, what if President Trump or you know, pick whoever you don't like, you know, whatever. And what if that person is a Christian, except they just became a Christian and they have all that baggage. And, you know, listeners, if you're a Christian, you know what happens. You become a Christian and you have this baggage that you're dragging with you. And, you know, some of it, yeah, you, it's, it's your sin nature and you can, you know, get away from it, everything, but there are a lot of choices and a lot of decisions that you made in your life that are now going to follow you. And you sort of need to keep cleaning them up. I, when I, when I talk to my kids, I, I say, you know, it's, it's sort of like cleaning up your room or I say, Hey kid, clean up your room. And they call me up and they say, Hey, the, the room's clean. I say, that's great. All the big stuff is out of the way. Now you can really start digging in and all that little stuff that's all over the place. And they look at it and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I'll call you up when I'm done. And they clean up all the little stuff. 
and I and I get I get upstairs and I'm like, that's great. Now you get all the little, you know, the little bits, the Legos and stuff like that. Clean that up too. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And you know, and God doesn't want anything in our life. And it's not like it's great that you know we're doing anything. But the thing is, it's that process. And we keep seeing things, and we keep getting this discernment as we dig into Scripture, as we, you know, uh, encourage, encourage and encounter other Christians. And you keep seeing smaller and smaller things in your life, you know. And eventually, it's like that's great. Now dust the place. Okay, great. Okay, now you need to vacuum. And every every single time, you're encouraged because you've gotten that far. You've gotten, you know, God has helped you wipe out that much of that stuff that is in your life. And you're, it's just an ongoing process. You never get done because that's the perseverance of the saints. You know, that's another wonderful thing too. But when people don't have that in their lives and they're just under the, I'll call it ambient Christianity that's in America. Um, I think people can figure like that out phrase. what that means. Yeah, I like that <laughs> phrase a lot. I like that a lot. Well, I mean, you, we're 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 grown up in this system, and you know, the the founding fathers knew that without Christianity, this this thing wouldn't work. So, you know, we have this ambient Christianity, and you, he's he's made progress in his life. He's decided that those things, you know, aren't good. But the thing is, he hasn't started cleaning them up yet he doesn't see them as a problem so they can just sit there in the past and no one's going to bring them up i mean who would ever look into my old tweets or whatever so when that does happen you have to just look at it and sort of say there for the grace of god there but for the grace of god go i because someone could look up my old stuff and, you know, sometimes things will pop up, you know, Facebook, hey, this is what you posted eight years ago or something. And I'm just like, yeah, I hope no one saw that, <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, dumb stuff or, or goofy stuff or a bad quote or, you know, whatever it is. You know, and it's not nothing absolutely terrible. I'm not going to lose my job over it. But when these things happen, you sort of have to say to yourself, OK, yes, that thing happened in my life. And this is going to humble me. So I made that choice back then, and now it's affecting me now. And what do you do? You know, as, as a non-Christian, most people would say, well, hey, I'm sorry if people are offended by what I did. I won't do it again. And they won't learn from it. Or at the very least, they'll say, yeah, it was something stupid that was in my past, but I don't think that way now. But you know, why wouldn't you have done something about it? Why wouldn't you have cleaned it up if you if it really isn't part of you, if it's something that reprehensible? You know, so when it's someone who isn't anyone that calls themselves a Christian, you just have to say, you know what? This is one of those, this is a small wage of sin. This is part of the wages of sin. It's not death. But it's going to be like a death because, you know, who's going to give him his next job, you know, and all of a sudden that's going to affect his family. That's going to affect his, you know, standing in society, the society that he dwells in. It's going to affect everything about him just because he let those things stay there. And you're, you're like, I 
need to take this as a lesson. And that's the title of our, of our episode. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I need, but I need to do that in my life. You know, uh, recently around here, I, I live in Massachusetts near Boston, you know, liberal, 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 and it's hard to find good churches and it's hard to find good, uh, people who are, you know, who love the gospel, who love Jesus. You know, a lot of them love the country club that they go to, that they call a church. Um, or, you know, they love the, you know, the, the, the Jesus uh, quote unquote of the new Testament and, you know, that old Testament, uh, God, you know, stuff like that. So it's difficult to be where I am. And I always want to say, you know what, we should have this missions thing just for Massachusetts, you know, just for, you know, the North shore where I live and all this stuff. And as I keep thinking about it and refining my plan, I say to myself, you know what, there's people in my immediate life that I need to bring the gospel to. And until I bring the gospel to them, I don't know if I want to think about a huge plan that involves, you know, uh, the entire Massachusetts or whatever, you know, New England, whatever. I, I don't think I can think that far. You know, God's brought me to a point where he's, he's like, hey, evangelism is good. And talking about this is good, and you should do that in your everyday life. But if you're making these big plans, you need to start small. And if I start there, then that's me, you know, starting to clean up the room and get the big things out of the way. And then God will come in and say, okay, great. You did a good job with the big things. Now here's the small things. Start with your you know, your small group of friends now, instead of just the people who are the immediate people you need to deal with and then grow it from there. Well, you know, I know so start a little smaller even than that, because that's, that's the whole idea of, you know, Lord bring revival and let it start with me. Exactly. You know, Great. and you know, yeah. starting like you're saying with that cleaning house and then, yeah, you're who's closest to you. And, and exactly. yeah. Yeah. And so James Gunn, let's, take this as a model for what we should do and start small and clean up that stuff. You know, um, there's still stuff that, you know, I did in high school, you know, that is out there. I have no control over that. It's just like, it may come back to me at some point. Well, and Steve, like there's, there's actually a very, very clear example of that in my life right now. And that is at the church where I'm working, you know, so I'm the children's pastor, uh, the youth pastor and the um, care pastor, and now one of the um, kind of the communications people who will be involved in graphics creation and stuff like that, were all at college when I was <laughs> at my college. And like they know the stories. <laughs> and, um, and especially uh, our, the guy who's the care pastor, he's an awesome guy, Jason. He, he's a wonderful guy. I love him to death. And I traveled with him though on, on music teams and uh, spent, you know, lived in the same dorm with him. And <laughs> he's a couple times, he, he's never actually told any of the stories, but um, he's mentioned the stories to me. He's like, Oh, I remember when I first <laughs> met you the first time. Do you remember the first time I met you? And I'm like, I really don't, but I remember meeting a lot of freshmen when you came in and I, I don't even want to say what kind of stuff that we did. Um, like, and that's not me anymore, you know? Right. And, and that's where, you know, I, I feel bad for James Gunn because I, I think 
I mean, we have to take his words at face value, but I think he really isn't the same guy who made those jokes. Oh, right. And, yeah. and who he's a, he's not a person now who would make those jokes. However, uh, he's also making movies for what is ostensibly a family friendly franchise mm -hmm. in the MCU. And, you know, to have these things come out and be out there potentially for, for kids to see. You know, Disney yeah. is looking at this. But the thing is, Disney had to know. Yeah. There is no way Disney didn't know about these things. They knew at least about the movies he did before he came. That's why yeah. they mm -hmm. hired him. They yeah. hired him because he made Super. You know, I mean, that's that's a big part for uh, of his of his resume when he would have gone in. Because that was one of the most recent things he had done when he walks into the studio and sits down and says, here's my vision for what could, this could be. And, and here's proof that I can do it. They, they knew what they were getting with him. Yeah. I, I, I almost have a feeling that they just said, Hey, we know. And if it comes up, it's going to be something that we have to let you go. You know, well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they go in and proactively and scrub you know, it, get rid of them, or something? Who knows why? I mean, wouldn't you? Oh, hundred percent. If you had this, if these highly valued person who's making lots, I mean, millions of dollars for your company, part of a billion dollar uh, machine that you put together. I have a feeling there's someone or someone's who also lost their job in the midst of this. And it was some sort of PR person where they're like, you should have been ahead of this. You should yeah. have had him delete this stuff. And, and, and why didn't it happen? So, yep. so there's that, uh, Evan, you, any, any thoughts on your end about, about this? Nope. No. Okay. I think you guys said it all. I have one more wow. thought. I have one more thought, actually two more. And, and that is this, this is not an uplifting story of, this guy got outed and he got fired. You know, right. it, it's not, this is one of those where the court of public opinion drove Disney's decision and yeah. Disney did not stand behind their employee. No, you know, where if, and I, I have no reason to doubt what he and his brother have said about him being a different person now, right. uh, because that stuff is not coming out. This is the guy who is saying uh, well, this is a guy who's coming to Chris Pratt's defense mm -hmm. when Chris Pratt says he's going to pray for someone and people jump all over Chris Pratt's back about it. James Gunn came to his defense. and was like, that's, that's the response that a Christian person has, you know, there's yeah. it, what's wrong with that, you know, and, uh, not, not at all saying he believes in the power of prayer. Right. <laughs> at all. But, um, yeah. And so the court of public opinion here basically said, you got to take care of this. It doesn't matter that he's not the same person. It doesn't matter that he apologized. Although I don't think his first statement had any kind of apology in it. I know he's apologized for stuff like this in the past, but he didn't apologize for this specific stuff in the past. Um, right. But the court of public opinion does not allow for grace for change nope. and does not, you know, and, and it's, that's scary. I mean, yeah, it, and, and so here's the thing that bothers me the most about this. James Gunn is going to land on his feet. And the reason he's going to land on his feet is because he made Guardians of the Galaxy. And people like Guardians of the Galaxy. And people are coming to his defense because he made Guardians of the Galaxy. But Joe Schmo, 
who makes one joke and gets outed on social media and loses his job and gets death threats and all these things and is in the public eye for one week. And because he's in the public eye for one week and doesn't even have an opportunity to apologize for what he did, that guy is not going to land on his feet. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's what really bothers me is that this is so public because he's such a big figure, but the court of public opinion found him guilty but then everyone who wasn't in court, you know, is is coming to his defense. And that's just because he's popular. And he made a movie that people really, really liked. But yeah. Joe Schmo, who just works in an office and said something really stupid and thought it was really funny to uh, I don't know. I mean, situations like this would be like, you know, the guy who said something really awful to uh, um, someone in the 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 drive-through line, let's say, or something like that, right. you know, um, they don't get that same second chance. James Gunn may never work for Disney again. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you find out that he's making the next Batman movie or something like that, you know, that right. he, he's going to do something big in the future again. And if he doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the guys, I, I mean, I don't know how he spent his money, but he had the opportunity to put away a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, yeah. And that doesn't even bring up, you know, things like Roseanne and, and things like that, which are kind of similar adjacent kind of stories. But, right. um, but this is the one that happened on the weekend and this is the one not as much fun to talk about. And it just, it angers me in like eight different ways. You know, like <laughs> I'm angry at James Gunn for actually making the jokes cause they're awful. Right. You know, yeah. I'm angry at Disney for firing him about it because he's, you know, potentially a changed person. I'm angry for people to come to his defense, you know, because right. you know, we're talking about him and not talking about these other regular, you know, so I'm just, there's like eight different angles that I'm angry about this, the story. And it all comes down to social media. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a, it's not a, a fair or good place. Um, good things can come out of it, but it also seems to, at least in this situation, brought out the worst in everyone. Now, for the worst of James Gunn, eight years ago is when it was brought out, but it brought out the worst of everyone else, you know, now. And yeah. So and that's another thing we need to take as a, as a, as a lesson. We, we tell our kids that anything you put on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, if it's electronic, anything, someone can take a screenshot. Someone, I mean, if, even if yeah, it's one of those apps yeah. that deletes it right after you send it, someone can take a screenshot. And then what's going to happen, you know, and my kids are, I mean, they just don't do Facebook. I don't think they do Twitter. You know, they just stay away from it because they know it just can be this can of worms, you know, Pandora's box right there. And they don't want any part of it. And I mean, God bless them for it. I'm I'm glad they don't. Yeah. You know, I, I post very little on, on Facebook, you know, because I, I don't, I mean, half the time it's like. I'm, I know I'm going to offend 50% of the people that I'm, I'm, you know, that I have on my list. So, you know, why do something? It's, it's not my forum. You know, if, if I want to talk to someone about something, every once in a while I'll post something and, and it just, it's just, you know, it's, it's a can. Of, and, and if, unless you want to deal with the whole thing, it's just going to be a can of worms. So, so let's talk about something a little more fun. 
Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So I don't know you guys, I don't know your opinions about what we're about to talk about. So this may not be a little more fun. You may have seen these things and been like, that's, that was terrible. Or, well, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. But there were also a handful of trailers that came out out of, out of Comic-Con. And so there's some specific trailers that came out and, and not Clone Wars. We already talked about that. Titans, we already talked about that. Disney there really wasn't much that I saw that came, came from Disney, but, but with DC, they did Titans. They more than made up for it. I think in, in my opinion with the other two trailers that they put out. So guys, let me know if, if I missed something. Um, and I may not have even seen it, but here's the trailers that, that I saw that I want us to talk about. And you can add to this list. There's Aquaman trailer, mm-hmm. Shazam mm-hmm. trailer, Godzilla King of Monsters trailer, <laughs> uh glass trailer yeah and is there another one that i'm missing uh Young justice ones? but you didn't see that one yeah so. yeah and, and this this is more movie trailers here but um that i'm that i'm thinking of but that's because young justice yeah i was told unequivocally do not watch this yep and i i did not i did not Good. watch it <laughs> so where do you want to start should we just start uh, alphabetical order do it. with Aquaman? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I still, you know, Jason Momoa, his Aquaman is not my Aquaman at all, you know, but mm-hmm. this is a good trailer. Yeah. It's, it's Black Panther underwater, man. And I, I thought it was, <laughs> mu- it was much better than I was expecting, like a lot better. And <laughs> I, I'm excited to see that they're just leaning full tilt into it, you know, and it's not just like, I don't know, something about the DC universe movies. Um, it feels like they're doing it halfway, you know, uh, with some of the stuff. But from what I'm seeing with the Aquaman, it's it's awesome. I mean, we've got uh, one of the one of the things that really turned the corner for me was seeing Black Manta. Um, because the helmet design we had seen for him uh, that they released photos of looked really bad. <laughs> and uh, the, then the one in the trailer is really awesome. So I'm, I'm pumped. And they have the trench in there too, which is pretty cool. That's a newer Aquaman. Yeah. That's, that's the new threat. 52 when they, when they started and they kind of launched out and Aquaman was actually getting some press because it was, I think it was Jeff Johns writing it. I think so. And the trench was this new thing. And it was this, these basically um, underwater uh, xenomorphs kind of thing. And yeah, they're like piranha men. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're, they're mean, they're nasty. And I don't know. I mean, this might be the kind of thing where we're just seeing act one stuff, but there's so much packed into this trailer. I mean, you've got origin story stuff, you know, mom was, uh, you know, royalty from Atlantis. Dad was just a normal guy in a lighthouse. Uh, going back to the original origin of the character and, and you have the trench, you have black Manta and you have ocean master and you have Mira and you have yeah. like all these things that are just from the, the, the history of the character. And the only thing is, you know, Aquaman himself, very different characterization, but still this looks so good. Yeah. It looks like underwater Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And yeah. Or underwater that, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, there's a, it's, it's the whole idea of this, this hidden world and the guy who's royalty and the difference is he's coming back to it having been not really a part of it because he was part of man's world as well. Uh, and that's not what happened with, with T'Challa, but you absolutely said it's, it's sort of like black Panther, except, uh, Killmonger is the hero. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah. That's, that's actually, yeah. Which that's I think it. would, I mean, if, if they did that, I think there's a lot of people who had such sympathy for Killmonger, especially at the end, you know, where he says, you know, you know, just, put me in the ocean and I'll be with the, the other people who, you know, jumped off the ship because they know that that would be better than slavery. And it's just like, Oh, you know, it just hits mm-hmm. you and it just brings it back to, you know, that whole element of it. And, and you know, you, there's a lot of people who had that feeling like the Killmonger, you know, almost like Magneto, you know, where it's like, you can sort of understand that someone whose entire ethnicity has been put to the test and, and, you know, killed in droves by the millions. And all of a sudden this guy has a chance to, to be the next genetic step and bring those people up to another level. And he has the opportunity to do that because he's so powerful. And you're, you're like, well, I can understand why he would do that. I could understand why he would kill human beings because to him, they're lesser beings. They don't, have the same weight you know i mean if you look at it the way he's looking at it it makes a ton of sense well and not and only with, that with both Magito and black panther a slight shift to their story and they would be classical heroes yeah, yeah. Yep, definitely and i think that's what we have here with aquaman classical hero yeah yep. so love that trailer shazam what do you guys think speaking of a non-classical hero <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Shazam is a classical hero? He's totally. This guy's I mean, he embodies the the juvenile power fantasy. Yeah. F- and and does so from I don't know, is he a creation of the 50s, the 40s? For, for, uh, 40s. Maybe yeah, in the World late War II, 30s. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very soon after Superman came out, yeah. Yeah. And he was more po- more popular than Superman in the 1940s. He sold more comic books than Superman in the 1940s. You know, I mean, it was just amazing how popular this guy was. And then when the, the whole, you know, the purge came about in the early 50s and Fawcett pretty much just closed up shop, you know, it was just like, well, what did DC do? DC was so you know, diverse that they could still publish Superman and action comics and Batman and wonder woman, a couple others. And they're, you know, that's why they have, that's why we have a thousandth issue of action comics because they were able to, to, you know, go get, get through those choppy waters when Fawcett said, you know, eh, we'll just wrap it all up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the, the, uh, the, the, the copyright thing became, you know, sort of weird. And then, you know, did they purchase it? Did they not? Whatever. And then Marvel Comics. I mean, it's just this weird story about this whole thing happening. And then here you have this character that so many people don't know that much about, you know, and he's been around for almost as long as Superman, almost as long as Batman. And you, you have people, I mean, you know, no offense, Evan, I mean, you're just one of 
millions of people who don't understand uh, maybe you do maybe you've, you researched it by now i don't know but there's so many people out there who just don't understand the the weight that this character had in so many people's lives you know it's just I was, amazing how little people nowadays know about him i was at the nostalgia store uh which is a um they sell posters Back issues of magazines, back issues of comics, and and just different yeah. nostalgia things. They and, used to. Well, yeah, that's true. Now they've closed. But when they, oh. this is about 10, 12 years ago, I was there, and there was this little old lady in a wheelchair, and she was, if I, I don't remember who was with her. There was just a couple other people who were a little older than me, and you know, you could tell her she's frail, kind of old. And she was talking with the owner. I didn't hear much of the conversation. All I heard from the conversation was, and I always liked him better. And he had the best rogues gallery. And I always loved Dr. Sylvana. And <laughs> this, this little old lady who just huh. was a huge fan, apparently, of Captain Marvel. And, uh, you know, is, is having this conversation and, and clearly she's in the right place. Nostalgia store, you know, but, Yeah, uh, I wish That's I could have funny. like just uh, unobtrusively just stood there and listened to the whole conversation. But I, I felt really <laughs> uncomfortable doing that. But she, yeah, she was just talking about how awesome and great, uh, Dr. Silvano was, which is one of, uh, his main arch enemies. Mm -hmm, right. But yeah. So the trailer, yeah, I, I oh, showed ahead, the Evan. trailer to my I showed the trailer to my wife. She had no idea who this was or or what was going on. Wow. And she didn't like the trailer. Oh, really? <laughs> no, she that she thought it was stupid. So, I'll wow. have to work on it. Yeah, we'll have to work on it. Well, but see this <laughs> is a little goofy. This is the Captain Marvel characterization that I'm more drawn to, which is he's still a child. Yeah. I you know, like and so uh, there's a, especially the older stories. He's a kid and all of a sudden he's Superman and like he is Superman, you know, and yeah. there's, mm -hmm. there's no childlike nature to him in his superhero uh, identity. Uh, I like it when they bring in the idea that he is still a kid. It's a hard line to balance though, because he's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon. <laughs> like that's right. part of his superpowers is that he has, right. he doesn't have to use it though. I, I guess, you know, but, but, you know, <laughs> Just that, like the that, real Solomon. that line to draw of <laughs> him being a kid who actually has, you know, suddenly an infusion of wisdom. And so that's where it's a little harder, I think, to, to really do it well. But I love it when it kind of becomes that, that, like I said, the juvenile power fantasy where it's a kid who is suddenly Superman and is able to do these things. And the trailer really plays that up. Like that yeah. is, again, That's I don't know great. if this is all act one stuff. And so, uh, you know, as, as we move through the movie and he's getting more and more used to his powers, there's less of the sense of wonder, but I love the sense of wonder that comes through in this trailer. Yeah. Um, young justice did a really good job of balancing that, uh, uh, the childlike stuff with the, the hero stuff. We just watched an episode with him in it. Uh, the night that I showed her the trailer immediately after that, we watched the episode with him. So my wife kind of got a crash course in, uh, Captain Marvel, but yeah, he's, he's dispensing <laughs> this wise, wise advice to Aqualad. And then all of a sudden he sees a tiger and he's like, Oh, a tiger. <laughs> he goes over to see it. You know? <laughs> Mr. Takitani. Yeah. That's what he calls him. 
That's, and that's uh, a tiger in his uh in the in the comic book, Mr. Takitani. That's awesome. So yeah, I I really like the trailer. I love the tone they're striking. It's, it seems super fun, uh, but in a way that the Marvel movies haven't uh, like it's just different. You know, it's not a copycat thing. I no, feel. yeah, it's definitely not. I, I don't feel like they're copying. I feel like they finally found a character that they can kind of do the new spin. Like it's an old character, but it's yeah. this kind of character has not been done well on film before. I'm sure that there's been some, well, I mean the, the, the computer wore tennis shoes or whatever, you know, the, <laughs> you, this kind of thing has happened on film before, but this is the first where, yeah, I, I'm just excited about this movie. I hope it's good. I really, yeah. really hope it's good. Me too. Do you think there will be a scene where he uh, plays a giant piano with his feet? I really hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Do you think there'll be a scene where Henry Cavill shows up and is like, hey. I hope so. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I really hope so. And I bet they will. Because, I mean, like, I imagine they'll do something like the Flash cameo from Suicide Squad, you know? Yeah. Or maybe a post credit where Superman comes and meets him, you know? But I feel yeah. like if there's going to be a cameo of another DC hero in a Shazam movie, it should be Superman. It's got to be Superman. Yeah. It's got to be. It would be kind of funny if like they had like, you know, Clark Kent arm wrestling Billy Batson or something. And they're like, oh, Billy, yo, you beat me. You know, <laughs> it's sort of like, oh, I wonder what would happen if Captain Marvel did arm wrestle Superman. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much potential. Yeah. I mean, with really any superhero movie, there's so much potential. Uh, yeah. But this one, it looks like they are really kind of living up to it. So we could hope. Yep. We will see. Uh, let's see. Moving on from DC to, well, let's go to uh, Godzilla. Godzilla and Godzuki. <laughs> I think Godzuki well, I think is the- actually going to be in this movie. I think one of one of the problems with any Godzilla trailer is that there's so much in a two hour movie. And this is with this is with a lot of trailers, too. There's so much in a two hour movie that you can pick out to highlight and showcase the cool parts of something and then not have the rest of the movie play up to that. So, yeah, you know, I really wish that that, you know, there would be. And maybe maybe this is the maybe this will be it. You know that that the Godzilla, they'll just take it and just whittle away all the other stuff, bring it back to what you know it classically was, and then you know let it stand or fall on its own merits. If people don't like it anymore, okay, they don't like it. If they still like it, great, keep it, keep that core. Don't say, oh, good, they like it, so now we can add this part too, and now we can add that. You know, I just. What do you mean? Let it be. What do I mean? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Here's what I I mean. The trailer was cool. This trailer just shows so many money shots. Right. Yeah. So many money shots. It looks gorgeous. And you see the four different monsters that are highlighted in this movie. But you really don't see them. But you do. That's the thing is they show you some gorgeous shots. The question is what's going to happen in between these gorgeous shots. And yeah. And so I'm, I, 
this is going to be a great looking movie. At least two minutes of it are going to be great looking. And that's <laughs> the two minutes that they showed in the trailer. But just the things like Mothra's wings unfurling yeah. and, and Rodan flying around and, uh, you know, and then Ghidorah. And, and Godzilla using his breath and you know, just the stuff that they showed in this trailer is it's just it's cinematic candy, <laughs> you know, and so the question is, is there going to be any meat as well? And that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, I hope we have a, a good story that goes along with it. And some of the story stuff they showed in the trailer, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Let them fight. Yeah. That's the, that's the story right there. Yep. Let them fight. <laughs> so if it's, if it's just as good as the last one, I will be more than happy. Cause I loved the last one. You love Shin Godzilla. My- no, it's really surprising because absolutely not. That was the last one, man. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The Netflix one was the last one. So there, Ben, you love the Netflix take... one. No, I didn't like that one either. <laughs> so the there, last... Evan, the joke still stands. <laughs> the last American made Godzilla movie like this one. I loved it. Well, so. I, I mean, technically. Kong Skull Island was the last one. They mentioned Godzilla. So good. Well, the last one in this series, because the next one after this is intended to be Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And then after that, I don't know if we're going to get any more American Godzilla movies. Um, I'm not sure what the the contract deal is, but I know Toho is planning a new Godzilla cinematic universe. And I'm not sure what it's going to look like. And I don't know all the details, but it's sounding like it's going to be like one movie a year kind of thing. And wow. yeah, and, and it'll be not just Godzilla, but, but other Toho monsters as well, but they want to build up their own cinematic universe. Cool. So we will see, we will see, uh, glass. Yeah, this, this was interesting. Cool. Did you watch it, Evan? The trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you haven't seen uh, Split yet, have you? I have not. Only Unbreakable. All right. What yeah, do you think? I want this to be good. I, I really want this to be one of M. Night Shyamalan's great movies. You know, I want this to, to like, incorporate, you know, the vision he had for, you know, like Sixth Sense. When, when he, I mean, it was like, that was to make or break him. And he carried it through, you know, so why not just consolidate all your energy and all your, you know, everything and just put it towards this one and, you know, not make it one of those throwaway movies or the ones that are, you know, loosely based on a general idea about something or whatever. No, (laughs) you know, have this as I, I, I just hope this is like one of the, you know, when you're a writer, when you're a creator. Sometimes you have, you know, stories that you can write and then stories that you have to write. And the ones that you have to write are like those ones that you just you it's like you got to knock this out of the park and you just pour everything into it. And the other ones, you know, they can be hit or miss. They they don't really matter that much to you. But it's like, I got to get this right. I got to get this has got to be, you know, the one. And, you know, I just I hope it is. I really do. 
Well, and and split I almost felt like it could have been one of those that you're talking about that's not the uh the one. You right. know, like it just it felt like this just kind of small uh just small low budget uh thriller. Mm-hmm. And and it was. It was just kind of small low budget thriller that could have you know gone nowhere. And then it gets a little bit bigger at the end, and then and then they have the post credit that ties it in to Unbreakable, right? Uh, his, I I would love it if, if this ended up being some sort of um, not just these three movies are tied in together, but uh, you know the village or um, <laughs> the happening are also part of like this kind of cinematic universe. Yeah, and all of a sudden you see these things all tie in together, yeah. like you know Stephen King's shared universe that he has with himself, you know. Yeah. Um, but if it's just these three movies, if it's just like here's here's his superhero trilogy, you know. Right. Now, I know that he wanted to do a superhero trilogy, but I I had no clue that Split was intended to be that. Right. And <laughs> you know, and, and I, honestly, I don't think it was. I may, maybe it was. But I I just I just think he did split and then was like, wait a minute, this could be it. You know, this could, uh, this could tie into that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to get more insight on, on what he was actually doing when he, when he did this. But, um, yeah, uh, the the fun thing is I actually, uh, put in the happening the night before the glass trailer was released and the happening, by the way, not as bad as everyone led me to believe it was, uh, not the greatest movie ever uh but you know as far as being a kind of a a callback to the the uh b movie disaster kind of things from you know the 60s or 70s or whatever uh it was it was a good callback to that i, I liked it i liked it cool but the, this trailer uh, not what I'm expecting, you know. When I see, yeah. So when I see what's going on in this trailer, I'm just kind of, well, I was expecting this to be more of a, I don't know, almost cat and mouse kind of thing. But we will see. There's some real possibilities here, and maybe Mel Gibson will show up and be uh-huh. like, just throw water on him, man. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Or maybe Paul Giamatti. I haven't seen that. Which one was he in? See, that one could tie in. Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to. I I have have always wanted to, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, maybe Will Smith will show up. Who knows? Because yeah, Hancock. No, After Earth. <laughs> oh, very very different movies. Over. You're shuddering about Hancock, but you're not shuddering about After Earth. No, I, I was shuddering because Hancock had nothing to do with M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. After <laughs> Earth. I was shuddering about After Earth. Is what oh, I, good. Good. Because, um, man, that was not good. Could have been. <laughs> they had two books that came out. One was an adaptation of this, uh, of that movie, and then the other one was kind of a prequel, kind of setting up the world. And if you're looking at the setup of this sci-fi universe that they're creating in After Earth, there's some really, really good stuff to it. But if you're looking at the actual movie, not as, not as great, <laughs> not, not <laughs> nearly as great. So, yeah. All right. Well, with all that said, 
Is there anything else? Talk about glass. And is there any other trailers to talk about? Not that I saw. I, well, I did see the trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. Um, right. And um, uh, or they showed a clip from it. And uh, I'm not. I'm not digging it. I'm not excited about that at all. The theme song, like the animation for the theme song is really awesome. Uh, Cause they released the theme song, but yeah, what I saw of the, some of the choices for the voice acting and the characterization of me. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hey. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's uh, give our last words then. Evan. Final word about your lessons from Comic-Con. Oh, lesson lesson number three is it's okay to make fun movies that look good. <laughs> yep. Hey, DC, it's okay. Don't worry. Aquaman, Shazam, if they're fun, it's good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to be Titans, man. Right. <laughs> That's for lesson real. number three. All right. That's the new standard for darkness in oh, DC. All right. So I guess... My final takeaway from today is if a show is good, you should watch all of it so that when the trailer for season three comes out, you can watch and enjoy it and talk about it with your friends. <laughs> Just didn't capture me. So I mean, yeah, that's my it's... lesson that I took away from this whole conversation. Change the show face. on me. <laughs> Steve, final words and final hopefully words, not a dig against me. No, I think it, it just, uh, you know, for, for all Christians, there but for, for the grace of God, go us. And let's learn our lessons from all these things and be better. Nice. And uh, I'll, I'll mention Chris Pratt's response about this whole thing. And that was, uh, he just tweeted a verse that said, let's be um, slow to anger, slow to speak. And yeah. And beyond that, I'm going to say thanks for listening. And I'm also going to say, Godspeed, everyone. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at strangeandalien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 Once again, thanks for listening. So 280... Oh, wait. That was supposed to be you. I always get us confused. It's like... Uh... Um, Fozzie and Kermit in the Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> uh, which one are you? I always get us confused. And then, <laughs> look, look, Dad, a bear. No, honey, that's a frog. Bears wear hats. <laughs> oh, what a great movie.
Okay. Man, how can we never do an episode on that? Well, we talked about it plenty of times, but you know, though, I think a Muppets episode is definitely not out of the question. So yeah, yeah, I think we should do it. Okay. Well, it'll, it'll have to be a couple episodes away though, because we're doing the animation thing next. So fine. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Episode 281, Lessons from San Diego Comic-Con.